0: This is Top you see your weekly supply of the dark side—not just the dogmatic, narrow view of the Jedi.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach.
2: My name is Casey Schreffler. And I'm Sean Sullivan.
3: I'm Josh Timkey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we are the Talking Sith. Hey, lads, how's it going? 69, 69, 69. Hello!
3: <laughs> 69. <laughs> to celebrate how
2: many days until Star Wars, right? That, that's if anyone days. doesn't
3: know what a 69 is, it's Timkey.
4: They <laughs> they do have a lot of Star Wars parody stuff, on there. So
3: um, some Ala Secura stuff for sure. Tentacles.
1: Tentacles. <laughs> lots of tentacles.
2: Lots of a- lots of twee- what are they called? The twi- like uh Twi-licks. What Were they called? Lecu. 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 And
1: and uh, according to uh <laughs> oh man, what was it called? one of the new canon star wars books uh, lando is dating uh twilight post return of the jedi and evidently it's a very sensual thing you only <laughs> touch a uh, twilight's <laughs> leku if you're very intimate
4: it's like their most private spot on their body yes
1: yes do not That's stroke weird. my it's leku the top. It's like
4: the top of their head and it goes down to their butt like it's a, it's a like it's it's hard to avoid i'm sorry <laughs> I was just walking by you, ma'am. I didn't mean to touch your head. To
2: me. I mean, some of them were yeah, like. really, doesn't make sense. I mean, some of them wear like a cover of it, kind of. right? Yeah. Maybe it's only like where it touches
3: the skull. It's like the stalk. Do
2: you like, think
1: it?
3: Do you think so? So so is it is it slutty to um, have bear lacoo?
1: Ooh.
2: Uh, I mean, it's like, like I mean, but that. honestly, though, it's like you know. You know, you don't you can show boobage but you don't show the actual like nipple, right? Maybe right. You, you don't show where like it connects, but you can show some
3: of
1: Yeah, because they always cover where it's connected.
3: Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. a yeah. so so for example, last night I had to explain to my wife what furries are. Do you think there's such a thing for um, oh, Star yeah. Wars alien um Absolutely. If if it's a thing, right? It's Rule thirty four, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and if there's and Gavin is an expert,
4: but, yeah, but thing, Gavin's an expert.
1: guys, and it's if
2: a girl. Kylan's done it.
1: The final trailer. Kylan's good a good guy. guy. I
2: think. Kylan's a great guy.
3: I think he's all right. I think he's all right. No, you we
2: shut s- your mouth. He's a great guy.
1: <laughs> Do not speak of Kylan with anything but the utmost respect in this podcast. Thank you.
3: My bad. He's a good guy. I, 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 I apologize. I will I, pay I, all I'm due respects. <clears throat> I, I'm
2: I, too weak. I, Don't I, let him kill me. Lies, deceptions. Oh, what does he say? With like, when he's <laughs> like, may what? You, may, you may lose your mind. <laughs> what does he
0: say? <laughs> oh, gonna am know the truth. Unfortunately. One has a tendency to lose his mind. Kill me. <laughs> you come here. Were you sent here to
2: man, kill me? Boris Whitaker rocks, man.
1: He is <laughs> Whitaker. He's going to be yeah. in the new Star Wars Were game, too. To
2: I saw. there there's some show that I just saw that he's on, like, the Godfather of, like, Harlem or something like that.
4: Who was I with at Celebration when he walked right past God. us?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, we were there. You said he was taller than you expected, right?
4: Yeah, no. Dude's like 16. Bullshit.
3: Forrest yeah, Walker walk- walked right past you? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, no like,
4: way. In arm, arm's reach, made eye contact.
3: No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, he's yeah.
4: going to be uh, – yeah, that's what happens at
1: Celebration, man. What we have to do next time is we have to find – were you guys by like that uh, escalator staircase behind where the stage was when he walked by? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right,
1: that's where I met the guy from uh, Shameless and the guy who's going to be the new the Jedi from the video game and everything. That's yep. where I met him too. Yep. We just need to find where that place is for celebration next year and just camp out there. <laughs>
2: so escalator. We, we so need to like go in there up. for some other convention and then just like implant ourselves there for like two weeks. Evidently, escalator.
1: evidently, you know, you can apply to be um, like personal assistants for the celebrities there.
3: Yeah, it's called a security guard.
1: No, no, no. It's just you like say? you're like their gopher for the day. Uh, all right, guys. The final trailer for episode
3: nine.
1: The final trailer for episode nine. Uh, <laughs> We're going like to be getting Joker. it. Uh, either the fourteenth or the twenty first. So every final trailer for the for all the Star Wars movies in the Disney era have premiered Monday Night Football, except for Solo. Um, premiered for Monday Night Football in October. Um, The Force Awakens premiered on the the second uh, Monday, and The Last Jedi premiered on the last Monday.
2: So, what do we think we see yeah. in this that hasn't been uh, hinted at
1: before? Uh, I have a I have a theory. I have a theory. Palpy. Yes, I think we're going to see Palpy in
2: the flesh. Wrong.
1: In
4: the whatever.
2: <laughs> wrong. In the, in the robe. Yeah, I think wrong.
3: You
4: don't think I so? Think, uh, what does Tim Q think? Go ahead, Tim Q.
3: Uh, I think Roach is wrong.
4: I think there's some. There has to be some sort of Palpatine. It's kind of like when they did the tra- the last trailer for Revenge of the Sith. Um, like all you like you just hear like Lord Veda
1: rise. Rise. Uh, well, think the first trailer we got his laugh at the end
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. The, the
2: they've they've ah, they've been hinting too much at him to just not
1: the second trailer or like that snippet we got uh. He, we hear him at the end, your journey, and he is, it's the end. And then, so I think, so we get him no, laughing, we get him talking. That, I think the next one, the final trailer, we see a glimpse of him.
3: No, that's the point. That's the point. He's, he's behind the scenes. We don't see him. I would be disappointed to see him in a trailer.
1: I would kind of I, be I absolutely too.
3: think, I absolutely think he's going to be in the movie, but I would be disappointed to see him in a trailer. I well, I, so, I think we see him. I,
2: mean, I think I, I like Roach's theory that we see maybe at the end you just see like the hood and you see his mouth.
1: There's just something.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think I think you almost have to because the last Jedi was so divisive that um, you, if if you don't see anything at all of Palpatine, it's it's completely fanfare, and I I get it. But I think that you do have. I, I think that you see some of it.
3: You have to. You guys ready to put money on it? No, we I'll already, got let, a, I'll have put we already recorded it. all the other bets that we have.
4: I'll put money on it. All
2: right, I'll, put, let's do I'll, it. Put, I'll put five bucks on it. Yeah, put, five now.
1: five bucks, we see Palpatine.
2: Yep. Uh, All right. now, now, hold on. Does it have to be in the flesh, or just could he be like a, a force ghost? I think I think it counts. How,
1: as- however, we just see Palpatine of some sort. As long right. as it's distinguishable as Palpatine.
3: Yeah, Palpatine. What All if right. it's like, yeah, I'll put money on that we do. I'm, I'm a fair sport. So I say Palpatine does not show up in the, uh, next, uh, TV spot. All right. Five trailer. bucks five bucks each.
4: Oh, oh no, the, the next TV spot to Tim Q could be something that shows up on TV. 10 no. All
3: right. So, so what are we saying? The next one, the, 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 the final,
4: the final trailer, the final
3: trailer that's, final about, trailer to,
1: that's about to drop
3: final trailer. Okay. I say there is no Palpatine. All
1: right.
4: Okay, I'll take that bet. Five I'll take
3: the two. bet, too.
1: Casey, Tim Q, I'm recording it with all our other bets.
3: <laughs> all right.
1: Got a whole bunch of running bets.
3: So if Palpatine is in the the final trailer, I pay Casey five bucks. I pay Sean five bucks. I pay Roge five bucks. See, That's right?
1: Yeah. So, see, what we have to do here is – Tim Q and Casey, you really have to be at the premiere because we've all got to sit next to each other and we're just going to have like a stack of fives and we're just going to be shuffling <laughs> them back <laughs> and forth the whole time.
2: Nope, oh, nope. nope. you pay me, I'll pay him.
4: Venmo, which is super cool.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's not as funny as if we were just shuffling a bunch see, of...
4: And you see, if I stay out here, I could see it like three hours before you guys. Nope. You Wrong. Three hours before us? Yeah, wrong. because yeah, my, You're three it, hours behind my, it. My midnight is your three A oh yeah. <laughs> wrong.
3: <laughs> oh, what are you gonna wrong. do? You wrong. First KC? Yeah. Yeah. Damn wrong. I told you I'm wrong. sick. My brain's wrong. Up. Wrong. Gonna wrong.
1: Now we know wrong. what his malicious uh,
3: thoughts are. Wrong. All right, wrong. So I'm fly- i flying. Wrong.
4: All right, here's a theory wrong. I
1: heard this week, guys. Kevin Feige. We we talked about him coming in. And we know he's doing at least a Star Wars project. Uh we talked about it on the podcast last week that we think that he'll probably be doing it'll probably morph into more. However, saw a theory floating around online. I don't know who originated it, but they were saying the news about George Lucas's quote unquote betrayal and Bob Iger's memoirs dropped by how he they got
3: bobbaged, man. He got yeah, about how how
1: bobbaged. Um But uh, could they be bringing in Kevin Feige to uh, develop Lucas's outlines for another, for a star Wars?
2: I mean, what, what's changed to why they would now want to reexamine it where they didn't before. Uh,
1: Just, I mean, there, there is a large portion of the fan base who wants to know what it's about. And I think that uh, they've done their safe reestablished like the star Wars saga. And, they've gotten a lot of flack for being too safe. Uh I mean like it or not, George Lucas is a visionary and he seems to see like around the bend. Um he like on, well, a
4: large, on a larger scale. Yeah,
1: he's not necessarily popular, but if you put something if you put his so he wrote the outlines for 7 8 9, sold them to Disney, they acted like they were going to use them. And actually there's I'll bring this up and it leads into our next topic, but uh, then they kind of threw them out. Now, they still own those outlines, but put them in the hands of Kevin Feige for him to develop it, for him to build a team around it, to bring in a director that would be great with the vision or some writers that would be great to flush it out. And Lucas has said in interviews that his trilogy, was going, his 789 were going to be more about the Force, really flushing the Force out.
4: Yeah, well I mean we still might get that. Um, but the thing is too in the thing that you had sent over like the talking points it says proxy characters. Right? They're not going to remake 789. Oh seven, no, eight, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: So, yeah, but uh, doesn't the time would, wasn't the timeline already going to take place after I mean
1: Yeah, but I mean okay, so think of it this way. If it was going to be uh Luke Skywalker who is like the grandmaster of the new Jedi order and it's him going on some sort of spiritual journey or him him advising somebody like the next generation to go and they figure something out about the force and go deeper into the force um, why don 't they just have a Luke Skywalker proxy, uh, uh, Jedi master <laughs> archetype and yeah so like a Kyle, uh, Katarn. Yeah, well, like a Kyle Katarn, or just like whoever you know they could have just like a, a Luke Skywalker character. A you know like a, a smuggler rogue esque character.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. Then then you're kind of rehashing the, the same tropes that you've already done. No, now you're rehashing Deathstalker. Like they already kind of rehashed it a little bit in like you know especially with the Force Awakens.
1: Well, that's what know. George Lucas was so pissed about was that he was like, "Force Awakens, guys, you didn't do anything new, right? You didn't advance the technology. That's why he liked Rogue One." rogue one they were telling a story in the middle of his stories but he's all about like the advancement of technology pushing the envelope and tarkin very much was that no
2: i would love to see i'd love to see a george lucas story like the the outline and the high level story written are designed by george lucas he he builds the world and then somebody else writes the script
1: right he's a great idea man he's a great idea man he's not always great on the execution yeah that's, that's, that's
4: the that's the thing is though like the whole idea of advancing technology like that's that's cool and all but it, i don't i don't want i don't want that to be the primary thing with star wars well we it's that good uh, that's what star wars has been though well, we I mean digital,
1: and, and we and digital well film well
4: now well because of george well,
1: Lucas.
3: hold on I like the idea that uh technology in the star wars galaxy um like stepped back like you know the Piker will Trilogies, the Star Wars.
1: The technology in the prequels kind of took a step back from the technology in the originals. Is that we're saying.
3: Yeah, they had like black holograms. Yeah. I'm, I'm, to I'm too player. drunk. So in the prequels, the the technology should be a step ahead from um, the technology in the rest of the galaxy because. Uh, oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that was kind of the golden ages of the Republic,
2: and they were just more advanced. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like,
3: they were all advanced, and then, and then like a bunch ever, of war happened, and then everybody took a step back into the Middle Ages. That's what I was going to say. Oh it's like you had, a,
2: you had Rome, and then you oh, had kind oh. of the Middle Ages.
0: Well, look yeah, at technology.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Edit look this at, all out. Edit it all out.
1: Look at technology in our country, um, like during like the World Wars. Uh, I mean, technology progressed, but it progressed in the form of weaponry. Right, and that's kind of what happened, like you see at a time of peace uh there's obviously a lot sleeker, nicer you know stuff more like condiments and you know accessories and stuff were nicer uh during the original trilogy. everything was very utilitarian, but the weaponry definitely advanced. We have weapons that blow up planets
4: now, well right, but weapon like weapons aren't the only technology that advances when you create weapons, you're advancing things like microchips and right, right. Yeah, but that's ones.
1: a that's an <laughs> afterthought. That's an afterthought. Uh,
4: sure. I mean they, they, there's there's always been a line that's one hundred percent true that the government itself is like ten years ahead technology wise oh, yeah. and what we have civilian wise. I, I know people I talked to people that I went to college with that were working on government stuff that they couldn't yep. tell me about. They could only give me a little hint about it. And one of those was like the contact lenses that could overlay like
1: augmented reality. Technology.
4: So, like, you could you could be in like a battle scenario. You know what I mean? I'm getting readouts, Terminator style.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about that on the podcast when we had uh, my buddy Matt Saylor on, and his yeah, a long time ago. his uncle um, was the U.S. Navy representative for NATO, and he actually did his internship over there in Brussels for NATO under his uncle. And that's what he said that uh his he, he saw some stuff that he can't share, obviously. And his, but his uncle told him, like, yeah, basically, you wouldn't believe the kind of technology that we have at our disposal right now. Like the general public won't see it for a good, you know, five to ten years.
4: Yep, and now we're using it to kill the Kurds. <laughs> Go technology. All right, JJ Abrams, <laughs> the reason
1: for treason. So uh Another podcaster, Jimmy Mack, over at Rebel Force Radio, recently sat down and after the Bob Iger book and the "quote unquote" bombshell came out, um, he sat down and he he laid out interviews and he and like uh, just comments people had made about the production of the uh, the sequel trilogy, and he was able to determine that it's not. Hundred percent, as it seemed to be, uh, it's being portrayed that uh, George Lucas was very involved with the beginning stages of Episode Seven. So the sale went through in October, and they had of uh, 2012, and there were several meetings with the people who, with Michael Arndt, the guy who was writing the screenplay, with the uh, production team that was doing all the uh, the designs and the uh, Uh, kind of the blue sky element designs for the, for the trilogy. He was a part of that um, going into December. He was meeting with all the heads of departments. They were, they were running storyboard story groups by him and by George Lucas. October, it was sold. November, he was in meetings. December, he was in meetings. January, I believe it was 14th is when the last mention of George being involved in anything was, and that was the first meeting he had with JJ. It's when they finally got JJ to commit. Now we know that J- they had come to JJ originally and said, JJ, come make episode seven. He said, nah, not g- I, I don't want to do it. Turned him down. Three months later, they come to him and ask him again, something changed. And he said, yeah, I'll do it. And then suddenly there's a meeting with George Lucas after he's been involved in with all these other meetings. And then he's told, we're not going with your ideas. And George walks. So,
2: so who do you think it was? Do you think it was just Bob pulling the strings there?
1: That's what I did think yeah, until think this think timeline. It. I think it was J.J. You think
2: J.J. I, at, pulled, George, pulled CJ,
1: George, according to uh, several people who worked in Lucasfilm, Pablo Hidalgo, one of the heads of the story group, Matt Martin, uh, Matthew Wood, the the voice of General Grievous, the head of sound, took over for Ben Burt. He's the head of Skywalker Sound now. Um doug chain he's one of the the designers he designed a bunch of stuff in the prequels uh they're all quoted and several other people even kathy kennedy quoted they met with george ran stuff by george and there's a timeline going from past the sale in october through november through december up into january and the last time we hear about george is when the first meeting with jj i think so, they came to jj and said jj they showed cool. up the treatments we know they're shopping George's treatments around and it got turned down turned down turned around. i think they went back to JJ and said JJ you are our first pick we really want you well he was their second pick they cool. wanted even So who is
2: this? is this like Kathleen and like the the executives at Disney you're talking about
1: Yep i think i think it would have been Iger, bobiger's and Bob and then boys. Kathleen uh i think they went back to JJ and JJ said i'll do it give me creative freedom give me creative control
4: I think i think that he did it – well, there's a couple things that play here because J.J. Abrams is Spielberg's, like, protege, right? So I think Spielberg had a lot to play in it too in terms of convincing George to let J.J. do what he wanted to do because Spielberg really trusts J.J. And I think at one point in time, didn't Lucas want Spielberg to direct something, but he couldn't because it's part of the PGA?
1: Spielberg was Lucas's first pick for Return of the Jedi, but because he wasn't part of the Directors Guild after because he got sued and left the Directors Guild because he refused to put right, credits right. at the beginning of his movies.
4: Right, 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 right. Okay, so I think that Spielberg is also one of the uh, puppeteers in all of this too because uh, you don't think Spielberg and Lucas talked?
1: They said they said Spielberg was the first one that they went to. George wanted... George. Kathy and Bob Iger all wanted Spielberg to direct episode seven and they went to Spielberg and he said, no, it's George's, it's, it's George's. He didn't want to muddle around in George's world essentially. So he turned him down and then their next pick was JJ. Probably I I bet you Spielberg turned him on to JJ. Oh, I'm sure.
4: It's basically Spielberg.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so (laughs) they said, he's like, you know, JJ is like the me of this generation go seek him out. And JJ said, no, I, I mean, I would, if I was a director and they brought me, you know, and they said, Hey, make episode seven. Like, of course I would, I'd be pumped. I'm like, yeah, I want to do star Wars, but it is a scary thing to do. You know, As if you're, if you already have a reputation going helm star Wars. So he said, no. And especially <laughs> you're getting marching orders from somebody else. So I think he said no initially, and then they came back. I think behind George's back, obviously, they went back to J.J. and said, we'll let you make it. You can do whatever you, you, can do whatever you want. And he said, okay, well, we're throwing out most of George's treatments.
4: Uh, I mean, there had to have been some middle ground there. I don't see him just coming in and being like, this is what I want to do, and having Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy be like, yeah, okay, after they just spent $4 billion on it, this was their cash cow. I mean, this, this was something he did for Star Trek. Well, they,
2: they, they just didn't have faith in George's idea, though, right? I well, mean, They, they, I, want, I they, they had, wanted the name it, of Star Wars, and they wanted the universe. They just
1: it seemed like they had faith in George's idea until it got to J.J.
2: Yeah, but you didn't have enough faith to keep it forward once J.J. was involved.
1: They wanted J.J. I mean, uh, who was it? Um, I can't remember all the directors now. But they, they asked a bunch of prominent directors, and they got turned down, turned down, turned down, because nobody... They saw, probably a lot of it was they saw the backlash that George went through with the prequels. Right. I mean, that's a big...
2: That's what I think. I mean, they, clearly they didn't have enough faith to just you know, stick by George's story. Once they found a director they really wanted, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, we'll let him have creative...
1: Well, I mean, right. but for three months, for three months they were moving forward and they were producing, they were in pre-production for George's stories. They were writing scripts. Michael Art wrote scripts about George's episode seven.
4: Dude, I'm sure there were so many scripts. Um, there was probably...
1: Oh yeah. oh, yeah. But I'm saying, but for three months, they were working... Michael was already working on scripts before the sale even went through. But I, I'm just saying, Disney for months went through until it right. got brought on board. And then suddenly, something changed. Right.
2: So, so they wanted him more than they wanted George's story.
1: Yeah. I think they... Tr- I think JJ was the safer bet for right now. For the right now. You know, like George... I think George is more timeless um but his stuff isn't always accepted right now yeah. you know what i mean
2: i mean D- disney's all about raking in the cash right i mean their business
4: yeah the, the, they are comes-
2: trying to rake in all the cash cows right now with all the you know the the animated movies and remaking all the lion king and Aladdin and all oh, that yeah. stuff so i mean they play it safe they play it really safe
1: We're
2: yeah all-
4: so i mean yeah, to a, to a point. I mean, it, it's hard to argue that they're uh, playing it safe doesn't work though. It's hard no, to I'm argue not, with anything Bob Iger has ever done. At this
2: yeah, point. no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad. It was a bad business idea. It was just playing it safe was the best yeah. bet.
1: I I just think that Bob Iger is. I think he's kind of taken the bullet for JJ on this.
2: But I tell you, who wasn't playing it safe, George Lucas in 1977? Silver <laughs> bullet. You gotta, yeah, you gotta sure. go out on a limb sometimes.
4: Oh yeah. But but I mean like some yeah, and sometimes that like just like with George, that gamble paid off. Man, he signed away his directing fee to get the merchandising rights for it because merchandising He's not gonna make any money. And I, I and I it still think the maintains the, the majority of merchandising rights too.
1: Yeah. Um. It's rumored, but I I I, I don't think so. I, he might have a small amount of it, but.
4: I don't that know, is a rumor. It was all about the merchandising stuff.
1: Merchandising, merchandising.
4: But I, think, I mean, oh, hey,
1: what are you, berry?
4: To go back, <laughs> I think a lot of these proxy stories are going to be told in a new platform, Disney Plus. I don't think it's going to. If they do a Kevin Feige overarching thing, um, it's going to be a new storyline with new characters that lead up to something else. It's going to be a new saga. Well, software.
1: let me just ask you this before we move on. I'll ask each of, each of you. Would you like to see? The George Lucas like rough treatments, like his. Yes, absolutely. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be
2: awesome.
4: That's a stupid question. Tim Q? <laughs> no, I would,
2: I would turn it to, if they went through the trouble of producing it and making it. I wouldn't see it.
4: Well,
1: no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Okay, of course you'd see it. Like <laughs> Tim Q said last last episode, it's Star Wars. We're gonna we're gonna complain about it we're we're probably going to complain
2: pi- this. it could be oh. a literal pile of human feces and we'd probably see it
4: star Wars. Boat, boat,
1: and it's <laughs> just, boat,
4: boat, boat. that that's making to a sculpture of the, the outhouse It's just a pile Boss
1: of moss isley a star Wars story
2: <laughs> it's like it's like remember the episode of rocco's modern life where it was just like <laughs> Complete chaos is. I am the cheese. Yeah. I am better than the salami know, and there's, the bologna
1: combined. There's a, a Rocco's Modern Life movie on Netflix. Casey was
2: telling me about.
4: I haven't seen it yet, but I heard about it, and I watched a trailer for it, and it felt just like the original. Just watching the trailer.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, so I mean, JJ did a good job, but he <laughs> they were criticized for they showed the force awakens to George. So he like pretty much was not part of production after that meeting. As soon as JJ came on, they showed it to him before the release and George pretty much said that, uh, he, he criticized them for doing exactly what they set out for that, that he said that they didn't make any, you know, movements forward and that they didn't make movement forward in the story. They kind of rehashed the story. Um, which, to a degree, I can see. But George kind of did that with his own movies, too. Anyway, but
4: overall, a I think... Statement. What's that? That uh, they didn't do anything to move forward with the story. Luke Skywalker is an old man. He's living on an island by himself. He lost his Jedi Order. <laughs> he was trying to train.
1: Obi-Wan Kenobi was an old man. Lost his Jedi Order. He's living on
4: Tatooine by himself. Obi-Wan Kenobi didn't lose his Jedi Order that he was training on his own. He was I part of the council. He's I mean, <laughs> He's part of the council. He's part of the
1: leadership.
4: Right, but it's, but it wasn't you his can uh, You can draw parallels.
1: You could draw parallels to the Force Awakens as much as you could. Oh, a-
4: My absolutely. Point is you can I'm yeah, that's what I'm,
1: I'm as saying. much as you could draw parallels from a new hope to the Phantom Menace.
4: Right. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that it absolutely moved forward. It just Right. Moved I agree. I
1: I like what JJ did. I'm happy. I'm happy with the uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm happy with the story here. I know Sean would rather Ryan Johnson have helmed 7, 8, and 9. <laughs> Terrible.
2: Well, that, that was the biggest mistake. The they should have they no. just kept JJ. Should have kept JJ the whole well, time.
4: Through. JJ didn't want to have the entire thing to himself, but I think I rewatched The Last Jedi in the last yeah. week or so. There's a lot of little moments in it that are a little bit bigger than what I even caught. In the like, previous like three watchings?
1: It I, I, watching yeah. it again. I will concede this. That uh, after my most recent watchings of The Last Jedi, and going through, you guys know I've been making the Roach edit for Saga Day. Um, I don't dislike Hanto Bite. I wasn't bothered by it, but after... Yeah more and more watchings i it is superfluous it's
2: it's pointless it doesn't move the story along
1: yeah it honestly like you could take it out and basically just have finn and rose were just like in the background of the ship the whole time and it doesn't change anything Uh, like the narrative it's not bad with what ryan was trying to push but
2: the cannabite looks cool
4: the the casino world look awesome like sure like if you look at it into like at the end of the movie, yes. W- would they have gone there? No. That's why hindsight is always 20-20. If, if, this, if I would have known this was going to happen anyway, I wouldn't have gone. Right. Um, it was all for but nothing. They had, but they had to go there to get onto Snoke's ship to disable the tracker.
1: But they so didn't never happen. disabled it.
4: Right. Well, they attempted to, right? And right. then And then because of that, uh, what's her name? Purple-haired lady, Laura Dern. Aldo. Admiral Holdo, yeah, she, uh, she did her light-speed attack. The only thing that actually came
1: of them um, being on the ship was that DJ overheard that they were, like, cloaked ships were jumping from the big ship and going down to crate.
4: Right, yeah, that's kind of a big
1: point. And the whole idea was, could like... they just said, like, they tried to make an escape and they got caught.
4: Right, but people don't like to hear stories about failures. That was a story. Like that was a. Oh, story. No,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the but whole as a whole, a the movie was about failure.
4: Yeah, it failed. Like yeah. that. That that trip to Cantabite was a failed mission.
1: Luke Skywalker started the Jedi also, Order.
4: But it also taught us a lot. But each of del Toro's character, as much as I liked him in the beginning and up until the very end, where he was, I still like him because he's like, it's just business. You know what I mean? yeah he's very much like
1: if you think about like the average Joe in the galaxy at this point they're probably fed up and they're more probably like d j who's it's his nickname it stands for you know don't join his his motto is live free don't join and it's okay if you think about somebody who's like older in the galaxy they lived through the republic the Republic like had all its bureaucracy didn't get anything done there was a bunch of red tape uh the Jedi were supposed to be guardians of peace and justice but they they didn't really get involved with much. They they weren't out freeing slaves because oh well that we have to leave that to the Senate. We have to we can't do it unless the Senate tells us to. Uh, we can't be warriors, but oh turn around and they do fight a war even though they say they can't fight a war for them. Yeah. Then you get the empire, which at the beginning might have looked like it was like oh yeah it's it's helping us out it's it's ending this time of war. But then as the years wore on, it was just. You know, a tyrant, and it was just oppression. Then you get the New Republic comes on. We're going to see in the Mandalorian that when you overthrow a tyrant and you don't have a government to slide right into place, there's it's a bunch of anarchy and lawlessness. So at this point, when the New Republic is overthrown again, you're they're probably like, whatever, you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, me what
4: but, you want like, to do. my point is though, you learn a lot from the trip to Cantabite, right? You learn a lot from you can extrapolate a lot of information from that. And just, just from the ship that DJ stole to take them to Snoke's ship, right? Right. Information Arms dealer. let yeah. who this guy is. Arms dealer. Well, he's been selling to the good guys. And the yeah. bad.
1: So, I mean, I love, I love The Last Jedi. I, I see all your points. I'm just saying that I can see where, like, Canto by, it could have been, I don't know, you could have gotten the same messages across but delivered differently. It
4: could have been much fucking shorter. It could have been exactly. Exactly.
1: In- Exactly.
4: Like I don't care about them freeing the animals and riding out into the right. crops. Yeah. I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, the whole message
1: like, was ugh.
4: like, I will tell you what, what that was—that message was to get Rose more screen time to appease the Chinese.
1: Whoa population. now! Whoa whoa whoa! Now.
2: <laughs> hey, you got to be marketable to the whole whoa. to the mass market.
4: Yeah, no.
1: no but I mean, they were trying. I mean, it's true. That like is- we've been trying to uh, appeal to that. Uh, audience in China and Star Wars just does not click with them.
4: Yeah, no, no I mean, but that's what it is. Like, if if you want to have a successful movie in China, you have to have a mainland Chinese actor or actress in it. Just like if, oh, fuck, what was that movie? Um, Ip Man. Well, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Yen was is is awesome at Ip Man. got rocks. There was something recently.
1: I'm one with the force, and the force is with me.
4: We'll circle back to it. I'll circle back to it. All right. So talking about,
1: talk, we were talking about JJ. I'm watching
3: Tiger Hidden Dragon. Yes, that's the one.
1: Uh, so the Rise of Skywalker writer Chris Terrio reveals two key questions that fuel Episode Nine. Have you guys read this? Nope. All right. So Chris Terrio wrote Episode Nine with J.J. Abrams. Uh, Empire exclusive that's going to be coming out in their, their Star Wars magazine within the next couple of weeks. Um, he says this. So two questions that fueled the plot line of Episode Nine. One of them is a simple one. Who is Rey, he says, which is a question that people not only wonder about quite literally, but wonder about in the spiritual sense. How can Rey become the spiritual heir to the Jedi? We kept coming back to who is Rey? And how can we give the most satisfying answer to that? Not only factually, because obviously people are interested in whether there's more to be learned about race story, but more importantly, who is she as a character and how will she find the courage and the will and the inner strength and power to carry on what she's inherited? it
2: doesn't really allude to much of the story. It's just saying the movie's going to be about her and her right. growth and struggle and stuff.
1: The second question is the more, more important one. He said okay. the second question was how powerful is the force?
2: Well, sounds like we're going to hear, see some new force powers. That's what I'm <laughs> deriving from that. Awesome.
3: So uh, yeah.
1: how, how powerful is the, fo- if somebody were to come up to you, if JJ if Abrams was trying to make episode nine, Sean, and he came to you and he asked you that question, he said, "How powerful is the Force? What would you answer him?"
2: Uh, it ties everything together, so it's pretty damn powerful. It's everywhere. It's everything. So it's, whatever, it's whatever the Force wants itself to be.
1: What would you say, Tim Q? <laughs>
2: it, it all depends on the many though. <laughs> if you have two hundred billion, you're fine. <laughs> or how, how, how many do Root have? Uh, Twenty-seven
1: thousand. Yeah, that's pretty good, Casey. If they came to you and asked you. If JJ came to you and he said how powerful is the force what would you say?
4: I would say the force isn't powerful what's powerful about it is how people who can wield it choose to wield it.
1: Ooh. But
2: does the force the, works in mysterious ways.
1: Does the force <laughs> but the force has a will of its own, right?
4: Uh I would say yeah like the like uh, there's this whole thing about balance that's been going through the entire saga. And it's been like a, a thing throughout the entire Star Wars history, even in the legends, balance, 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 um, the force seeking balance and stuff. But uh apparently like with with Luke and The Last Jedi, he was able to close himself off from the force. But he was still able to do things like what's that thing, pole the the pole with the uh like the Olympic thing where you run with the pole, long pole pole. pole pole? Yeah, like Basically that to like kill a giant fish um in The Last Jedi, which is what it is. But uh <laughs> like he was still able to do Man's gotta eat. Yeah, he was still what able about to about the milk. But uh I don't think the force in itself is hmm.
1: Timkey, what do you think? If somebody asked you
3: If I can pull vault milk? No. <laughs> no. Well, I cannot
2: just tying random words that we said together. All right, <laughs> to an so
1: answer. there is uh, this leads us right into our next our next uh, segment here. Freddie Prince Jr. is in the news this week. Um, he is the voice of Kanan Jarrus from the Star Wars show, uh, Star Wars Rebels. So he was a Jedi Master in his own right, and. He's a big Star Wars fan anyway. So much like if you or I got a, uh, a job in Star Wars, I'm sure we'd be all about the nitty gritty and the storytelling. We'd be into it, right? Yep. Um, so he talks about um, working with Dave Filoni, who was George Lucas's like protege, his apprentice, quote unquote. And so what George <laughs> knew about the force. Filoni, to- Filoni. Filoni, yes. Uh, guys, give me a thumbs up if you can hear this, okay? No? Nope.
0: Can't hear it. Nope. Hold on. I did a Star Wars cartoon, so even I get hate from Star Wars fans when I'm like, look, dog, you're just mad. The franchise isn't aging with you. Right. But right. that ain't how it works. The first one was for fucking kids. Right. The second three were for different fucking kids. <laughs> and this one is for kids. You just pissed off that Han Solo gave the fucking Millennium Falcon to a girl.
3: <laughs> yes. That's
0: it. Because Luke Skywalker, Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty, okay? He can talk to things that don't speak English and understands what they're fucking saying. (laughs) He gets a fairy godfather instead of a fairy godmother who teaches him how to be the best Jedi in the world in no time fucking flat. And everybody, like, I know more about the Force than most people, because Dave Filoni taught me and George Lucas taught him. And all these video games have fucked people up on what the Force is. Like, Luke's skill doesn't dictate whether he wins or loses. The Emperor doesn't dictate whether he wins or loses. The Force dictates who wins or loses based on balance. And here's the, the... the, the quick version of how to explain it to all these people who fucking think they get to decide. In the first fuck, if you want to do this like time-wise, Palpatine, you would say, and Yoda are the smartest two. Palpatine clearly smarter because Yoda was blind to the power of the dark side and the seduction of, of Anakin. So let's talk about the seduction of
1: Anakin fucking... All right, I'll pause it right there for a second.
4: He's a little fired up. Yeah, I agree with everything that he's saying, though. You agree
1: with... You just, you just said a second ago that uh, balance... You were talking about balance, and balance isn't... uh, You were saying the Force itself. Like I asked how powerful the Force was, and you said, well, it's not about the Force. It's about the people that wield the Force, but
4: you're saying the opposite. Right. Well, in a way, though, because the people who choose to wield it, there are... Just like in The Last Jedi, darkness rises and light to meet it, right? Right,
1: right. That's what he's... Yep, right.
4: I was talking about the balance in that way. So I guess, yeah, sure, the Force... uh, can kind of dictate that I guess if you want to go about it but um why would the force have let 10,000 jedi rule for so long in the republic if the force was guiding all of this like, you know what i mean like why, why wouldn't would the force let it let i don't be-
2: know it's it's like what what's the right combination of free will and just the complete Guidance of the force itself. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like the force is always trying to be in balance. Yes, free will exists, but there's if there's too much balance on one side, it's going to collectively kind of push towards the center on both sides.
4: Right. And then also why why would there be Jedi and Sith if the force wanted balance? (laughs) Just have have none of them. (laughs) Jedi and Sith. Wipe it out yeah why because, because, because individual,
2: individuals them. can still make decisions on how they want to wield the force but maybe collectively the force wants to have balance yeah just but the but stasis of the gal of the galaxy
4: yeah uh, it's just it's a horribly confusing thing but uh, it's all made up too yeah it's, <laughs> so it's, there's it's, no
2: like laws of physics around it
4: no
1: it's 100 I mean, percent it there are law. i mean there's no laws of physics but i, I mean george pr- has a system i'm sure when you create something you he probably, and it's probably changed over the years.
3: Yes, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure George has a system. Ah! <laughs> uh, Tim
4: Q's gotta go to bed. <laughs> um, All right. But, uh, I do think so. Hold on. I will say that, yeah, George has a system that's fantastic. And uh, he spent a long time on this and tried to like segue into different things like the dog fighting World War Two oh, millets or whatever. But that didn't really work. But um, I think the person who was best at creating a world because they created actual languages and things like that was Tolkien. Right, yeah. Yeah,
3: he was really He was a huge world builder.
4: Tolkien was, I think Tolkien's better than George Lucas, but George Lucas has, he got in at the right time. The movies were made at the right time. They weren't books first. You know what I mean? They became books later. So you had some sort of like visual aspect to apply to future things that you couldn't if you just read the books and then watched the movie and then disappointed the books didn't live up to the movie or the movie didn't live up to the books. Right. So I think uh, world building's fantastic, but you have to either see it through or put it in the hands of people that you trust. And I think that it's in the hands of people that I trust, except for the fact that, in today's age it's not about the art anymore even indie films aren't about the art anymore it's not about telling a fantastic story the only one who can tell a fantastic story on their own dime and advance technology is james cameron and he's doing that with apparently avatar two through five which it's gonna suck been, like, They're gonna
2: flop. i would say vince yeah. gilligan can has succeeded in that hey,
1: don't tell us about el camino yeah. Uh, real, but real quick, real quick. Let me say this. You mentioned about uh, J.R.R. Tolkien being a better world world builder. I would I would agree that he built a better world. But like you said, George came on the scene and he and I'm gonna stop you comedian. real quick
4: because I didn't say he built a better world.
1: It's more intent. I mean, it's it's a deeper, yeah. more fleshed out world.
2: But he had a lot longer. He had more. Yes, three huge books to write it out. Not just, and it took you know, him a
1: lot. Movies. Yeah, and it, and and he had a lot more time to work at it. Yeah, um, been like
2: years, like building it out.
1: Yeah, so I, I will he say built this, a freaking he,
2: language around it.
1: In several, he, he yeah, yeah, several
2: languages. But
1: right. I will say this: like uh, you said, it's different with Star Wars because it started off as a movie and was later made into books. Now, people that are huge Tolkien fans, like Mr. Baker. He he would talk about how the uh, our, our, our sixth grade science teacher, he would talk about how the I, books I actually were
2: so read better. The Hobbit in his class for the first time. That was my first Yeah, so did I,
1: actually. Tolkien, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he would... Uh, he talked about how the books were so much better because they were more fleshed out and there was so much more detail, yada, yada, yada. Um, but Star Wars, I find it funny because, yeah, Star Wars started off as movies, but then turned into books but whenever like especially <laughs> especially me, me
2: about to pass out on the couch in front of us
1: whenever uh he's gone whenever whenever i bring up not not to you guys but to certain other people if i'm like oh well in the books it says this and you go, oh well it's in the books oh well it's uh, <laughs> it was a real account I was like well it counts it's doing exactly it's flushing out the story it's 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 flushing out the world it's giving it more depth. Uh, it's doing exactly what books do for other franchises before they're turned into movies. It's just in reverse.
4: Exactly. And it's, it's a very hard line to manage because a lot of people aren't going to read the books, right? Unless you're a book person. And, like, 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 and let's use Tolkien and Lucas in the, same, in the same vein. Let's say Tolkien had another few books that have not been in, made into movies yet, right? People would judge those movies based off the books. Yeah. but The
2: problem, the problem is, though, is that, is that it's, a, it's a different source of truth in the different universes. The book has always been the source of truth in Lord of the Rings, where in Star Wars, the source, the ultimate source of truth is the movies.
4: Yeah, 100%. And, and because that's what we were exposed to first. So when the books come out and they're more fully fleshed out and they have more detail and things like that, uh, a lot of people don't, a lot of people are just movie files. They're not, yeah. They don't read books, you know what I mean?
3: Well,
1: how often do you hear somebody though get criticized if they're a huge Tolkien fan and they're like, "Well, in the books actually this happens. Well, in the books, let me tell you what happened over here. It was you know, it never happened in the movie, but you know, you can see like the echoes of it happening in the movie. You don't get criticized for that, but you get criticized if you're, you know, like in Star Wars and I think a lot if you bring up something that happens in the books even though it really has no bearing on the movie. All it does is intensify, like, for me, I, I listen to most of the books um, on audiobook. And all it does is, like, every once in a while, there might be a little something in the movie that I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I know what that guy's going to do. Or, oh, yeah, I know a little bit of side story or backstory about this. But it, it's, I, think it's, I think it's just different right now, too, because you were talking about the source of truth, Sean. I think we're in a state of flux right now because our source of truth has shifted from having one ultimate source, one creator. And that's what Tolkien always had. Tolkien, The source of truth is always going to be J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. The source of truth for Star Wars now has shifted from being always George Lucas. We're in a state of flux now to now it's a... A hive mind of creative... People. Yeah, no,
2: I agree. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not going to be the movies going forward, but, I mean, the original, you know, six, seven, eight movies, it's, it's always been there. They take priority over anything. Even back before in, in old canon, right? It was like if there were conflicting things, the movie always took precedence, and that was part of the hierarchy of canon, right? Right.
4: Yeah. And, and not just that, too, but there were tons of books that were out and games that were out that took place, in this canon universe, that are no longer canon; they're legends now.
1: Right. Yeah. You know I mean? so you don't sure get anything like that in Tolkien, where movie. you just like uh, disregard. So it, it, they're has
2: they're has that same hierarchy that, that, that same hierarchy of canon been? Is that still hard established by like the story group how it used to be, or is that not
1: what uh, define define that hierarchy?
2: Because it was always like George's whatever George says is final, right? Whatever is in the movies mm-hmm. that takes precedence over what was in, you know. Yeah, and that yep. takes presents over the yes. comics or whatever
1: yep. it was. Pablo Hidalgo has come out and said that everything is canon now. Everything that's come out, unless it's explicitly stated that it's not canon, it is all canon. Until, right. until uh, if something contradicts something that happens, like so if a book, if The Force Awakens comes out, and, okay, take for example uh, going back to like the prequels. Uh, Phantom Menace comes out. Mm you have Kydy mundi best jedi on the jedi council (laughs) yeah not not
2: as good as opar ran but continue wrong Best,
1: best hands down um because Kaidi Moody was the only one who could sit on the Jedi Council, turn around, and then go and like slay some Syrian chicks. But, uh, what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Some no, Syrian but,
4: chicks. Why, why are you bringing politics into this conversation
1: again? He was a Syrian. That was his species.
2: <laughs> he was from
1: Syria? He was a, 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 Siri, a C-E-R-E-A-N.
2: Why do you got to define him by the country he's from? Uh, this he a planet a, he's from. He, he was a Syrian.
1: Either to... way, either way, huh? Kaida Moody, Kaida Moody was okay, on the Jedi d- Council. He, and then there was a comic that came out in between after mm-hmm. the Phantom Menace and the comic had him with a purple lightsaber. So up to that point, it was canon. Kaida Mundi had a purple lightsaber until episode two came out. And then it was the big deal that Mace Windu had a purple lightsaber. Kaida Mundi then got a blue lightsaber. So it was canon until it contradicted something in the movie. Right.
3: So did he bomb the Assyrians or not?
1: <laughs>
2: the Assyrians, yes. No. Well, it wasn't like the, oh wait, now I was thinking in the Scorpion King it was an Akkadian, not an, Assy- an Assyrian. Gotcha. I was getting confused,
3: okay. but I guess, I
2: guess now with the story group, with the story group that's supposed to prevent any of this
1: canonical overlap, right? The the only yeah, the story group prevents that. Leland Chi, his job is keeper of the hologr- of the holocron, so his whole job is to maintain continuity. The only thing, the only time like right now that things would change like that is if like when you have the flux of the source of the story, like you were saying, Sean, like the source of truth where you have JJ here, JJ might say something, but you bring Ryan on and then Ryan's going to, Ryan might say, uh, yeah, but let's just tweak it just a little bit. So all these books that went off of JJ saying this, you know, uh, it might be tweaked after Ryan. So far we've not really, there's the biggest, here's the biggest glaring, um, discrepancy in canon okay? yeah what
3: if it, what if china gets mad
1: in the force in the force well then we could all be screwed speaking chinese someday but um and the force awakens novelization ray meets poe at the end of the book before she takes off and leaves to see luke skywalker ray meets him. but then you fast forward and to the last jedi and it seems as if they had never met before I'm the Millennium Falcon, one of the last scenes of The of the Last Jedi, she says she meets Poe, and she says I'm Rey, and he's like, oh yeah, I know who you are.
4: Interesting. So at that I, point, but, but, I, mean, you, so like, I mean, it's possible Like, I've met people in life before that I don't remember.
1: It was like two days later. It was like a day. It was the <laughs> same day, Casey.
4: Right, but, but, but three, three days later. Like, they're in a war, and he's going about doing all this stuff. Like, Would you forget would you forget her? I
2: mean,
4: yeah, I don't know, man. And his—I and don't, I don't know either. But I yeah, would I'd, forget her, yeah. So one, Josh, I'll debate you in the Coyote Monday thing. Coyote uh, Monday via <laughs> load up that old game we used to play. <laughs> Obi Wan. Yep, and you can play as Coyote Monday.
1: What are you debating me on? How I'm good debating- of a character sure.
2: he
4: is fighting in Obi Wan.
1: That's what you're debating me on.
4: Yeah, well, so that's that's like the thing right now.
1: Oh, you're debating me on he was the... I'm not saying he... Wars not make one great, Casey. It's just not his <laughs> fighting.
4: Right. And that's
2: that, that, that's okay. only th- something the bad warriors say.
4: So here's something that's... Uh, here's a more important question. Tell that to Yoda. I, I do have an important question because this is something that's happened to another franchise. Okay. So we had X-Men, X-2, and then X-Men 3, right? And then nothing think we had some Wolverine origin stories and things like that. And then we had X-Men First Class. And what X-Men First Class did was basically erase the canon from X-Men 3.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So at the end of that movie... <laughs>
0: not really. First
4: class. It, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't First Class. It was the second one. The second days one of Future not, Past. Days of Future Past, yeah. So like that goes back in time... And Essentially
1: what they did was they create they did like the Avengers, the Avengers time travel where it creates like an alternate reality.
4: Right. But but I mean as far as the X-Men cinematic universe is concerned, it's all like that that would be canon, right?
1: Whoa. Yes, all that would be canon. That's why I'm saying that's why I said in Star Wars Rebels, there was the uh the world between worlds where you could go in and you could view different like happenings in the galaxy. And at one point one of the characters reached in and was able to save somebody's life. And they said like all these paths that they were on that were flat pads, like that was basically like how things proceed in, in this timeline, in this reality. But if you diverge from that and you go down or up, that could be alternate realities. I said what they should do. They stopped, there was a whole universe, expanded universe, after Return of the Jedi in Star Wars back in the old legends, the old canon, right? Where Luke Skywalker went to Yavin 4. He established a Jedi order. Um, Han and Leia had twins, Jason and Jaina and Anakin, Anakin yeah, solo, Anakin died. Right, now. but it's all legends now. What if they just, wrote, they stopped making legends books? They just stopped all those stories. There were ongoing things, plots going on and stuff, and they stopped it. Guess. What if they went and made one more and they said somebody found, in Legends, somebody found that World Between Worlds and they did something and they screwed something up in the past where it shifted things and it made the new canon.
2: I'm about to have explosive diarrhea so I have to run. I, 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 I'll try to be
4: back. Alright. all right. All right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's possible. That, like I said, they did it with X-Men, right? And it worked. Like exactly. X-Men, like the X Men: First Class and X Men: Days of Future Past were phenomenal movies. They kind of blew their load with Apocalypse, even though I semi enjoyed the movie. But <laughs>
1: uh, I liked Apocalypse. Had Poe Dameron.
4: Uh, yeah. Well. It, yeah. Uh, it, but also, in terms of Apocalypse, they uh, they went with the lowest bidder on the costume for Poe Dameron's guy, like the lead the lead guy. Yeah. Talked yep. about this. Right? Yeah. We
1: talked about this on the podcast before. I think.
4: Yeah, they went with uh, the lowest bidder, and I saw photos of the OG costume that was supposed to be because they made it anyway. The other company made it anyway, and it was way better. It was so dope. And that, that wasn't the only problem with the movie. Like I, I, and I still enjoyed the movie. I, I enjoy movies. I don't, I don't like to sit down and, like critique movies and be like, yeah, this was a piece of shit. Like I go see the movies that I want to see. And I'll even watch movies at home that I'm just like semi interested in, but uh, it's you know everyone has their their opinion, and that opinion is valid. But like what Freddie Prince said earlier, like I've echoed in the past, these are movies for kids and kids of a different generation now. These aren't movies for us anymore. So whether not right. like them or Sean likes them, or you know uh, whoever it's about- parents like yeah, it's matter. about if our
1: kids or like, you know, our younger siblings or it's about if they like them. It's the next generation.
4: Yeah. And you know what? One thing that George Lucas did right was was, was Star Wars, man. Like my kid, Darth Vader hasn't been a thing in how many movie? how many years now? My kid loves Darth Vader.
1: Oh, yeah. Timeless.
4: Dark Vader. Dark That's Vader. my two-year-old him.
1: They are in and of themselves
4: archetypes. That are just tiny. But I mean he he knew what he was doing. Like like I can if I were to buy something and I've done it in the past, dude. So like uh, I had for a video shoot I had to buy a wrecked car, like a wrecked old car. And I found this old BMW, like 80s BMW, driver's side was caved in. Engine still worked, it was drivable and uh i had to get a wrecked car for this video shoot because there was a car crash and i had we had to shoot like the end of the car crash type thing right so when i bought the car they were like yeah we don't want to go to some junkyard or anything blah 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 i had to lie (laughs)
3: because
4: i needed the car for the video i was like yeah no my buddy like he knows how to fix cars and like this car is still running and it seems like it's in pretty good shape minus, you know, the cosmetic things and, uh, you know, make it happen. And uh, I bought the car for $500. Oh. And like the windshield was like broken, it had like a hole in it and the driver's side was caved in. So like when you drove it, you were like hunched over <laughs> the hunchback at Notre Dame and like to the right a little bit. And I had to drive that car two hours away to set. And we shot the video, and at the end, You junked it. I sold it to a junkyard for $100. <laughs> like, that's just what... Terrible. You, you, you know, lied to like, that man. Right, but I mean, I don't think Bob... That Igen could have been his Pontiac.
1: Course. That could have been his Pontiac Grand Am.
4: Maybe, sure. but uh, And that car's still probably on the goddamn road. But, <laughs> still I got a stain like, in the backseat. I don't think they lied to George Lucas, but I mean like when you buy I, the rights to, to the film, to the to, like the story rights to film something, you have 100% creative control over how that goes, what you use, what you don't use. Yeah, I, I
1: think, uh, I uh, I do think that it changed. I think because like I said, there's a timeline you can look at now. He was involved. October, they sold it. November, he was in meetings. December, he was in meetings. He was bringing in, he was okay. You've watched the behind the scenes things for like episode two, one, two, three where he goes in the whiteboard and he's like, I like this. We're going to make this. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I don't like this. I like this one. This we're going to do real sets. This we're going to do uh, practical. This uh, we're gonna do uh, I, I, I like,
2: I like when George is like picking like creature design. Like, okay, yeah, I'll make that one. Okay. That, have the antennas be a little, a little longer.
1: We're going to take the antenna from this one. And we're going to take this little spall plate there from this one. And a
2: gullet Like this, like, yeah, I, I like gullet. that. It's just, just a I little, like a little longer. Make, make that one, make a model yeah. of that one.
1: And he was doing this. He was, doing this for episode 7 up until JJ got brought on. Terrible. And then you know what happened? Michael Art, the guy who was writing the script with um, George Lucas, he they he still got a writing credit so some of his stuff, a little bit of his stuff made it in uh, but Michael Art went by the wayside. He was done and JJ brought on Lawrence Kazdan, and they wrote the new script for episode 7. But hey, there's a little bit more of this. There's a little bit more of this Freddie Prince thing. Freddie Prince thing. Tell me what. You- oh, yeah. Let's listen to that. Palpatine, you would say, and Yoda are the
0: smartest too. Palpatine clearly smarter because Yoda was blind to the power of the dark side and the seduction of, of Anakin. So let's talk about the seduction of Anakin fucking Skywalker for a second. <laughs> if the Emperor is the smartest dude in the, in the universe and knows that the Force dictates this, if he kills who he sees as a rival, Anakin, then he knows the Force is just going to fucking correct that because the Emperor knows this. These are George Lucas's words, not mine, so fuck you if you disagree (laughs) with me. Straight, Straight up, this is information, not affirmation time. Straight up, man. So the Emperor knows that. So instead of killing Anakin, what does he do? He seduces Anakin to double the strength of the dark side. So then what does the Force do? Balance. It balances us. How? It gives us twins, Mm -hmm. Luke and Leia, two and fucking two.
1: Balance. Casey.
4: That is, I haven't listened to this full quote. uh, I've read a portion of it, but I haven't listened to him speak it. And he is speaking with such like ferocity that uh, I really appreciate his, you know, his love for the Star Wars universe. And hey, he obviously works close with Dave Filoni and stuff like that. Who like he said works worked close with George Lucas, so um I would take his words as uh, you know gospelly <laughs> maybe like maybe more of a sermon
1: yeah yeah interpreted
4: yeah, it's more of a sermon he,
1: he but, read uh, the bible
4: yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, he
1: he read and he read a uh, yeah he re- he read like the Gospel of like Judas, which isn't in the actual Bible. And then, uh, he's preaching from it here, I think. Cause like he, you know, if George is the Bible, if George is the Bible and Filoni is like the evangelist and he's like the converted over here,
2: <laughs> they, they should have the telling of Luke Skywalker and Anakin by like multiple different sources.
1: That would be uh, many uh, of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own points of view.
2: Exactly. No, I, I liked his, uh, I like that idea though. I'd never actually heard the theory of, Hey, that's why there's twins to balance, you know, Palpatine and, and Anakin. That's interesting. I'd never heard it. ever never thought about it that way.
1: Hmm. Here, let's listen to the rest oh, of what yeah. he has to say in this balance here.
4: Well, I haven't either, but I mean like, that's, that's crazy to think about like doubling the power of the dark side. Right. Yeah. So he was saying
1: like, okay, so you got, yeah. It kind of goes back to that one of my favorite quotes in Star Wars now, I keep circling back to it, comes from The Last Jedi, Snoke. Darkness rises
4: to meet light. I said that earlier. And
1: light to meet it.
4: Yeah I, yeah, I said that earlier in this podcast.
1: And he's saying that according to Filoni, according to George, that Palpatine was unnaturally growing the dark side. And so the force to combat him you know, made the chosen one. And so, instead of just killing the chosen one, right, because he knows that the Force would just bring on another chosen one, instead, he corrupts the chosen one. And so, he doubles the power of the dark side.
2: Yeah, but, but in, in, in his logic that, well, he knew that if he killed him, just another one would come up. He's like, well, he knew that if he corrupted him, a two, then the four. if he believes in this whole balance thing, he should have foreseen and understood yeah. that two light side would come about.
1: Yeah, that's what, and that's where it kind of falls apart. Yeah, where it's exactly. like, and where it's like, okay, he's not going to kill him because he knows that the force is just going to combat him. And it, Sean, it kind of talks about this in the in the Plagueis book, if you remember, when they tried to rent a like tear a hole in the fabric of the force to allow the dark side to blah blah blah. But instead, all they like at that point is when Anakin was born. You remember that the Plagueis? V- the-
2: vaguely, I don't remember the. The exact context yeah, so Plagueis, it.
1: essentially it's like it lines up with this. Plagueis and Palpatine, they were trying to tip the scales towards the dark side, and they had done it, but when they did that is exactly when Anakin was conceived, when Anakin was immaculately conceived. So it was to combat that. So I can see what he's saying. Maybe if anything, it just slowed down the process.
4: Well, I mean so I mean the process, it sounds like the process has an end game kind of like the Avengers, right? It has like an end goal to either cleanse Palpatine, who was this crazy channeler of the dark side.
1: Right. He's
4: now gone. Yoda's gone. Mm. We have Kylo. We have Rey. So, I mean, like what what happens now? You know what I mean? Like, so we've, if if light rises to meet it, like, yeah, he could have killed Anakin. He could have killed Anakin but if he if he seduced anakin to the dark side the force would have known that maybe it did because luke Gave us turned, twins. Luke, well, luke turned An- anakin back to the light after anakin killed palpatine uh, killed I'll, I'll use killed in quotes
1: right defeated him for a time defeated him for a time being
4: well, well okay. all right. So
1: hold on. Let's listen to. I, I I do want to get into that, but I want to finish what he's. Hit. Let him finish his
4: thought here. This is super interesting. Yeah.
1: Look at the movie through just that simple perspective. You will not only know why every single
0: bad guy loses and every single good guy loses. You'll know who's gonna win and lose in the next fucking movies. I can tell you. I just don't want to wreck it. People bitch about the dumbest shit like it's archetype characters. This is George Lucas's words. There is no Jack Bauer in Star Wars. That character doesn't exist. It's not Han Solo. Han Solo's a reluctant hero, okay? He's a reluctant hero. That's the archetype. Darth Maul, who everybody wants to win, and he's everyone's favorite because he looks sick and he's great in the video games. He does look cool. Fuck you guys. He's <laughs> Sisyphus. He's Sisyphus. He is born to fail. Learn your Greek mythology. Like, I don't know, George fucking Lucas did. He's cursed to roll a boulder up the hill only to have it roll to the bottom again every single time for eternity. That is Darth Maul's quest. He's in on the joke, you guys. He knows it. He's just cursed to live that life again not my opinion George Lucas's so go fuck yourself if you disagree you don't get to level up in the Star Wars world that's a fucking video game there's no such thing as a gray Jedi (laughs) Qui-Gon even says I turn towards the light because it's there there's no gray there's no that's that's pretend fan fiction shit which is cool but don't try to canonize it because it doesn't work and I'm never going to buy it ever Star Wars is for fucking kids sorry I'm sorry well, there you have
2: it. I don't know. I don't know if I dis. If, I don't know if I agree with that. You can't have a great Jedi. Yeah.
4: Type I, of thing though. The, the last portion, I disagree. With.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, and it comes. It, okay, so he said, if you look at. Okay, so you got Palpatine. You got Yoda. They kind of equaled each other out. But obviously, Palpatine was the smart of the two because he was able to do it under Yoda, operate under Yoda's nose the whole time. Then he tried to convert. Uh, well, you see, Anakin, who is like rising up in power, but at that point, who is he balancing out? Then I don't know, right? So there, there's there's that. Well,
2: we gotta also understand there's all these other all all these other dark side and light side users mm-hmm. all in the galaxy too that could be weighing in on the scale. Well,
1: and them. then okay, so yeah. by by that he's saying like okay, so Palpatine and Yoda equal each other out. If he were to turn Anakin, blah blah blah. But then if you got then you got Anakin. Or then you got Palpatine. I guess Anakin could have been equaling out Dooku and Darth Ball at some point. But so then Anakin kills Count Dooku and then he fills that vacuum, I suppose. But
4: it's not really a vacuum
1: of darkness power, I guess. If you're leveling up, if you have a scale, right, and you have the Jedi over here and then you have the Sith over here, and you remove one, then it's going to be tipped. I don't know. But
4: Always, too, there is.
1: George has also said that uh, Darth Vader did bring balance when he defeated Palpatine. It's true. So how do you? So the scales aren't level then, because then you've just defeated Palpatine. At that point, like Palpatine was just dead. Um, so you just have light at that point.
2: So it's and, not about, but, but, but what was happening after that? it was like Snoke rising in the outer rims or I mean at know. that
1: point not according to George but right. I mean, who knows what but yeah so like at this point yeah Snoke is like rising in the outer well Snoke's always been there and he said like according to this so according to his mathematics here he said he can tell us what happens in the rise of Skywalker if you if you were to just go by like if he's laying out an equation, and the missing part, you know, like you have to solve for X here, and X is what happens, who wins in episode nine? What what would you extrapolate from
2: that? Well, the light side wins because it's the end of the series.
4: And 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 that also goes back to biblical things, and also goes back to what people want to see. People don't like to see the dark side win. It, no one wants to see that. No one wants to see the bad guys. Win unless the show is as the bad guys, right? <laughs> I, I, I win. wanted Walt
2: to win in Breaking Bad, and he was pretty bad at the end of it.
4: You just want right, to watch but, the world but, burn, right? But, but if you watch a show like uh, The Boys on Netflix, right? Or not Netflix on Amazon, you watch a show about- like the Boys. yeah, you watch a show like The Boys, it's it's uh, it's it's the bad guys against what is supposed to be the good guys, right?
1: But actually, they're all dicks.
4: Right. But, I mean, you're rooting for the bad guys in that one because that's what it's set up to be. And in the, and, and the Star Wars universe, you want the Jedi to be the Jedi. You want the Jedi to solve problems and do all this stuff and also face bad things. We don't want the Jedi to disappear and go away.
1: So are you saying that the Jedi are are kind of like the uh, at, in the Old Republic, the waning mm-hmm. days of the Republic, the Jedi were like the supers in the boys? I. They're they actually mean, just arrogant yeah. self-righteous dicks
4: yeah i think so i think that's a good way to put it and i think like if you're to put it in like biblical or like good omens terms which is another amazon series which is fantastic um keep, like plugging amazon <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's it's good, I mean, good this verse. episode
3: sponsored
4: they're fantastic shows
3: they are uh, they are who's paying you <laughs> Casey? who's giving you money
4: uh, I'll let you know when I get it. <laughs> You'll
1: let us know when we get it, Casey.
4: But I, I like a lot of what he's saying. Um, he's talking about how it's for kids, quote, for fucking kids. <laughs> uh, he, he, he,
1: a lot of F-bombs. He, on he,
4: sound, he sounds very, very passionate, and I, and I appreciate that. Well, you got to imagine, he probably, like he
1: said at the beginning, well, he's in Star Wars, and he takes crap just- for it.
3: He's paying you to say that.
1: Freddie Prince Jr.?
3: Yes, he's paying Casey to say that. <laughs> nope. I would say it for money.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I'd say a lot of things for money. Hey, well, if anybody right. wants to pay us to say something on this podcast, you can find us at TalkingSithPod at gmail.com.
2: Um, Brought to you by Premier Protein. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Drink Premier. Brought to yep. you by Angry Orchard.
2: Yeah, Casey sold out. Podcast. Brought to you by yep. Mount Swish McFreezy. Mm-mm. No, that's <laughs> a man.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I think, and yeah. it comes down fuck to you. my question that I asked, and I, I tried to, fuck and fuck actually. You fuck you all. We love you too, Tim Q. But I actually tried, I, I brought it up to the, the Force cast, and they said they were going to run it by Freddie Prince. This was over, this is like a year and a half ago, and Sam Witwer. And that was what my question was. Balance of the Force. Okay, what's balance of the Force? If the Chosen One's supposed to bring balance to the Force, and if balance to the Force is supposed to be the eradication of the Sith, but they're still looking (laughs) for the Chosen One when they believe the Sith are eradicated already, what were they looking for a Chosen One for? (laughs) To bring
2: balance. To bring but Balance. They they needed Dark Side to bring balance and balance off the
1: light. Something Dark Side. Like, they were looking for a Chosen One but they thought the Sith had been extinct for a millennium at quote, quote, the great Kaida Mundi. But, um, I, I, so old. I, yeah, who knows? I, I hope now JJ said it gives me hope that Chris Terrio, the guy that we talked about his quotes at the beginning of the podcast here, um, Daisy Ridley said that when he came on, he had quote unquote made himself Star Wars Bibles out of all the Star Wars canon and lore. And he carried him around, them around. They used them when they were writing the script and when they were on set. He would always double-check things and look at these Star Wars Bibles he had made for himself that had all like the, the canon in these books for him to reference while they were making the movie. So hopefully there's some tying up of loose ends and we'll get some questions answered to this. JJ said that um, it would be unfair that they, He's he's saying this is the end of the Skywalker saga. It would be unfair if they didn't answer these questions, and so they're gonna. I think they're gonna be answered in the vaguest way humanly possible.
4: Right, but I mean, so like end of the Skywalker saga. I guess it depends on who is. Well, that rolls into the next question. The next talk.
1: <laughs> the the who is Skywalker.
4: Yeah, so if Rey's not a Skywalker, Rey could potentially be in future movies.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there could be more Star Wars. Do we? Uh, uh, or maybe she is. A, I, think, I think she's a Skywalker some way, somehow.
4: So, the only way she's a Skywalker is if Han and Leia had her, or her, or Han no. had sex. If she's a, a clone of Anakin. At the same time. he was clones. If she she's
1: she, yeah she's younger than Kylo, but she's like six seven years younger than Kylo. Kylo's supposed to be like twenty six. She's supposed to be nineteen in The Force Awakens. Yeah, so I mean, but um, <laughs> that's not the only I, way. <clears throat> if she was cloned,
4: I think from
1: Luke away. or from Luke, Leia, or Anakin, she's a Skywalker, just like Boba Fett's a Fett because he was cloned from Jingle Fett, right?
4: If if she if she's a clone, yeah, we'll have to revisit that. Let's move we'll on to the last talking point because I gotta get going. All right,
1: right, gotta go. The last talking point, like, okay, well, I think we've talked about that, but Casey, Casey, you said that you have a theory. Knights of Ren, Jedi, Luke Ray, and Kylo. That's our last yeah. talking point. Take it away. Yeah.
4: Wow, that's a lot to unpack, isn't it? <laughs> so my theory is right. So. I think what happened and what happens is that uh, when Luke went to go see Kylo in the hut when it was brought down, you know, like you see in the last show I see like the force, Kylo brings down the hut on top of Luke and he wakes up, everything's burning. Bad. He tells, no he, tells Redo, he killed the rest of his students and took the others. Right. So and they became the Knights of Ren. So what I think right. happened maybe.
1: maybe they did. We don't know.
4: What I think happens is that, yeah, I think Kylo tells everybody, like, because I think, I truly believe he thinks Luke is dead at that point in time. Okay. I think he goes to tell everybody else, all the other students, that he just killed Luke. Okay. He tries to recruit them to his own thing to become, like, join me. And together. Forget about Luke, Forget about Luke. join me. So he has a few students that join him. And then the few students that oppose him that are so loyal to Luke, they get killed because Kylo is there, obviously, with a lightsaber. And it doesn't seem like anybody else has a lightsaber at that point in time. Uh, if you look at like, the, the little bit of trailer stuff here and there, you don't see anybody else with a lightsaber besides Kylo. And, uh, right. So I think what happens is that yeah, he convinces them to join him because he was the one who killed Luke Skywalker. And uh, what I, I don't think that he's going to turn to the light side. I think Kylo's got to go. But what I think happens is that his knights, the ones that survive this next film, because I think they're going to be in this next film, I think that his knights, the ones that do survive, are going to see that Ray is an equal and like, kind of question how that happened. Maybe the light side is still a thing. And, all, and join Ray to start oh. the new Jedi Order. Mm. The Knights of Ren become the new Jedi order.
1: So you don't you're not just seeing a Ben redemption, you're seeing a Chi, a Knights of Ren redemption.
4: I'm still a, a Ray redemption.
1: <laughs> the Knights of Ren are redeemed by Ray, so they're So Rey is that
2: is, is that why Kylo was like body slamming them?
4: Well, I think well I think so because I think what happens is that uh they see they they see Rey or they hear about Ray and hear about how she's this crazy force of power for the light side, just like Luke was supposed to be. And Luke didn't really die. I think they learned the truth hmm. and they, and some of them make a decision for themselves.
0: Hmm.
4: Or, or maybe Kylo's killed and Ray gives them a choice, you know, join back.
1: me. Oh yeah. Come. Yeah. Instead of just redemption for, Kylo, it might be redemption for all the other students who followed in his, followed yeah, his dark way. Yeah, because because what they do, were
4: the ones who were trained by actual Luke Skywalker, right? So maybe they have stuff to also teach Rey.
2: But what have they been doing this whole time? Like, they've been out there being bad, doing bad things?
1: Yeah, so all the Knights of Ren merchandise and stuff that have come out said that they are like his group. They're like his, uh, That they're loyal to Kylo Ren and that they serve his dark purposes. Interesting.
2: I don't know. I don't know if I see them being redeemed, redeemed, or like us forgiving them for the bad things that couldn't you read done. Can you forgive well, Kylo?
4: But I mean, like, like you I mean can't. But I, I,
2: I, can see them trying to make a case for the. Did you to, forgive Vader? What do you, no.
4: what do you mean? What do you mean? Us forgiving them? We haven't seen them do
2: anything. The, the the audience.
4: Right, but I mean, like, the audience has only seen Kylo do bad things. And well, I mean, it's, of it's implied. I think the Knights of Ren only complicit. I think the Knights of Ren only joined out of fear. I think if Rey communicates that she was scared too, and they see her rise to meet Kylo and maybe kill one or two of them, and turn them, you know, who knows, who
2: knows? I mean, hmm. I think I, I think it's a plausible. I mean, it could happen. I, I wouldn't possible. forgive them for all the other bad things, though.
1: So. you want to forgive? Them. So. Mm.
2: Not yeah, for killing a whole bunch of people. They're
4: what's that all about?
1: They were seduced by the dark side.
4: Well, they were I think they were scared. They were scared. And they, they if fears about the, the dark side. Josh, if somebody anger. was seduced by the dark side. Anger. And- anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering.
2: If somebody was seduced by the dark side and just killed somebody in your family and they're like, oh, seduced by the dark side. That's why I did it.
1: Would
4: well, you right. like
2: be like, Oh, okay, I'm
4: Well so the difference is that is like Sean, you have powers that other people don't have access to. Right. Someone who's stronger than you comes up and says join me or die
1: yeah basically yeah so like sean put ourselves back in like middle school or you know early high school somebody comes in and kills half the high school one of uh i don't know kylan (laughs) kylan comes in
2: well, Kyle, I never do that. That's a bad scenario. Well, hey, else.
1: just like Anakin was a golden boy, right? He was such a selfless, loving, awesome Kyle. You know, Anakin was a good guy. He was a good guy. He I mean, was, was Kyle, and only I would thought follow. of him. Only, only thought of others. Didn't think of himself. He gives without thought of uh you know, uh, reward or anything for himself. Like you know, Qui Gon and Shmi talked about in Episode One. Just like Kyle, Kyle
4: was a good guy. If, if so Kyle,
2: I would follow. I would, I would absolutely
1: follow if it was Kyle. Well, because
4: and I'm, I'm going to interrupt you real quick because it's not just about following this person right so it's about
1: being afraid of them what
4: what kylo is is coming to them with is that luke our teacher tried to kill me
1: right right
4: so i think once they learn the truth and also see rick
1: kylan comes he says mr smith tried to kill me and i killed mr smith and i also killed yeah you can either join me yeah, come with kylan wren or die.
2: yeah yeah no i mean at, at that point <laughs> at that point in time i'd probably go with him and be like oh this sounds legitimate but then you know over the course of the next several years when you start doing uh bad things but you also you, know, you have to have your own moral
1: compass him. you also you also watched him just slaughter the other half of the school and to your knowledge he took out Luke Skywalker, like the bad he's the baddest Jedi that's around, he right?
4: A, he has a lightsaber and none of the other students do.
1: So you wouldn't be intimidated into doing some bad things? You would you've not, never been peer pressured?
2: No, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just saying at some point over the course of the next several years, your moral compass has to well
1: maybe you know, that's steer you point in the right direction. At. Like that's what Casey's saying. Like their their moral compass is willing, but they haven't had an opportunity.
2: If they were just, like, people who were complicit the whole time and just didn't, you know, murder innocent people, then that, that's fine. But if you're going and killing people as part of this, you know, as part of being complicit and going along with Kylo, you're still guilty for it. Like, There's no redemption to-
1: for it? Would you, Can you forgive? I mean, I'm not saying, like, okay, I forgive you. You can, like, okay, think about if Vader had died. And this is, like, the question, too, with, like, a redemption. If Kylo survives and he is... Uh, redeemed No, I don't,
2: for, I don't I don't forget he, think...
1: he doesn't get to go be free, right? If exactly Anakin, if Anakin survives, he doesn't just get to like help Luke build the Jedi Order. Right. It,
2: exactly. Agreed. Yeah, no, he still has to pay Am I for still what here? he's done. Hello. Hello. <laughs>
3: Am I still here?
1: You're still here, Tim Q. Am I still here? You're still you here. Of
3: shit. You motherfuckers. Um who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna pay for my um I don't even care, y- y- y'all bunch of crazy motherfuckers. I don't even care anymore. Tim Q.
1: Tim Q. Uh, anyway, what were you saying, Sean? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I, I agree <laughs> with being said. Like, yeah, no,
4: like you can't be forgiven. But it's 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 a difference between being like intimidated or bullied into a position. Like, can you forgive a bully? Yeah, but Kylo is like the ultimate bully here, bullying his Knights of Ren, killing the others in front of him, in front of them to do his deeds and in the first order is coming into their ultimate power. They can track people everywhere. You think you're going to die. And then they see, Oh, well, here's another option because Luke didn't die and here's Ray who was trained by Luke, who Hmm. is completely adequate enough to. I don't know.
2: I mean, it's it's, it's like, you know, back in world war two, you know, if you were a high ranking officer, you know, of the German army, you were a Nazi, you know, they got tried. They got tried as war criminals after the fact. Well,
1: we're not saying that. Yeah. So there's also like some supernatural stuff going on here, right?
2: (laughs) I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's almost like a drug, right? So the first time somebody might pressure you into using some heroin or cocaine or something, and Uh, it's not going to be great. But it's going to give you a high. That's probably what the good. dark side is like. You know, like that instant power, right? Sure. If, if like, okay, Kylo Ren just killed Luke Skywalker, like, and he's the go. You know, he's he's the goat. He's the greatest of all time, right? He just killed him, and then all these other guys that didn't join him, he just killed him too. And you know what? I got kind of a high when I when I did the dark side with Kylo Ren, and I killed all these other guys, right? Maybe you didn't start off to begin with, but they could feel, feel that that high, that that power coming from Kylo. You succumb to that, and I mean, you fall into this. Like I have friends that have, you know, they they fallen into drugs and right, but it, right. all their way
4: back
2: out. I, 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 I mean, do, do, doing a drug itself, I don't think is like somebody. If you were just an addict and you. You know, not you, you shouldn't be held just for being an addict because you didn't hurt anybody besides yourself. But
1: right? you should but be held you, accountable if, if, for things that you, you
2: did. Exactly. If you were doing, if you were high and you you murdered someone, though, you need to be held accountable for that.
1: But could you forgive them if they if they stop using and they are? Uh, like repentant, they are they they ha- they're remorseful for what I, they I, did I, under I that. I could
2: forgive them. I could absolutely forgive them, but you still need to pay. You still need right. to pay
4: the Piper. I I just dis- I disagree with a couple different things because I I don't think that they joined because they agreed with the dark side or they agreed with the
3: yeah the, the power. <sighs> <laughs>
4: All right, we need to get Tim Q out of here. <laughs> uh, it was it was more about uh, live or die. I think that that was their choice, and they chose to live. And you know, it's just like
3: if you're to watch
4: the the when Anakin went to go kill the younglings or or kill the. Uh, I'm Mustafar He didn't like doing it. He didn't want to do it, but he, he had to do it because he thought that that was his only choice. Like, I think that what, they're, what we're going to see is that we see them, the Knights of Ren, find another choice. Hmm. Choose that
1: no, security. It is Sophie's choice. So
4: so. What, we're gonna wind this down because I I need to go. But uh, yeah, I gotta go too. Was that like I think that was a good theory to to propose, right? Yeah, that...
1: yeah, that there could be a, a Knights of Redemption, hmm. as Inter- inter-dasting.
4: Yeah, as, as opposed to Kylo, I I would rather see Kylo go and see the Knights help Ray rise. Die.
1: Rise. No, I I would love like I said last podcast that we've already got the story of Darth Vader, we've got the cautionary tale, you know, you do go to the dark side and you can come back from it. Like he came back. Um in the way that I just like explained to you, Sean, like he was remorseful. Um and he he tried to make up for what he had done. Um but let's see the other side of that coin let's see what yoda said like once you start down the dark path forever will dominate your destiny let's see that in kylo that cautionary tale that maybe as much as he wants to come back like he's just too far gone
3: terrible the knights of ren
1: the knights of ren who may have followed him just because of fear they can be redeemed so there can you can get both you can get both sides of the coin there you can get both sides to be redeemable. But everybody, uh, we are the talking Seth. Uh, anywhere that the people should follow you, Casey Schreffler.
4: Uh, Instagram is c Schreffler, and my Facebook is. You know, I only accept friends on Facebook, so you're probably not going to reach me there.
1: Didn't your sister just drop something today?
4: She dropped an EP. Yes, and uh, my mom sent me a text at like noon today. Her EP. It's like seven songs. On Spotify. Yeah, like just on Spotify, it already has over 5 million streams as of 9 hours ago.
1: So that's Jordan Jones. Check her out. It's
4: my sis, yo.
1: Sean, what about you? Where can the uh, good people follow you?
2: <laughs> uh, you can follow me on here with uh, once every couple weeks that I come on.
1: hopefully we can get you guys back on soon especially next week we might have a trailer breakdown
2: i would be down for a a trailer breakdown though uh uh, frame by frame that'd be fun oh yeah oh yeah i would too
1: all right and um my name of course is josh roach we are the talking sith you can follow us on all social media platforms at talking sith pod if you have any questions we love your questions your feedback your comments let us know what you're thinking uh Send us a voicemail or just uh, email at talkingsoothpot at gmail.com. 69 Juiced. days.
4: Juiced, I want more from you. Man. Yoast! Yoast! Juiced, I like Juiced better. Uh, he unfriended me. What? Yeah.
1: I, I was looking through and all of a sudden in my suggested friends, it was Yoast. And I was like, no, Yoast! He, he clearly did no. not take very well to the to the
4: conversation. I like, sorry, I was just joking, man. So, I do have I, questions and comments there. So
1: oh, sorry. yeah, they're legit. So, Yost, if you're if you're listening, um I did friend request him again and he did <laughs> accept me. So, we're friends again.
4: Send send him a message from me saying that, he, that I apologize specifically to him if he took it offensive. If he doesn't take it offensive, I'm going to keep calling him juice cuz I like it.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, like, so
4: I like Yost a lot, and I like his questions. He's very intelligent. Yeah, he's got some awesome questions
1: for us. Very insightful questions. Um, All right, guys. 69. 69. Execute 69.
4: Your your time at 68 now.
1: Oh, Oh, 68. Yeah, so coming up on 66. 66 days until the rise of Skywalker. But until that time, everybody, I am Josh Roach. I'm Casey. I'm Sean Sullivan. And we are... The Talking Sith. Bup.
4: Good!
0: (laughs) Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property, we just like to talk about it.